And so, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence that's here this morning from the very moment, Lord, that we arrived and throughout the time of worship. Even right now, we thank you for the power of your presence in our midst. God, we just say, have your way. Have your way. Touch lives, touch hearts, touch bodies, touch minds. Do what you do, Lord. And we love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Yay, God. Wow. Well, listen, I have a lot going on inside of me right now, and it's all good. Um, and so I won't, uh, I won't attempt to uh, speak all of that out today in the time that we have together. Um, but the Lord has laid something really important on my heart for today. I want to thank Cameron. Thank you for inviting me up today, Cameron. And, uh, and to be able to begin to connect with you guys and start the journey together. And uh, we want to talk about that a little bit today, about the transition that we're in, about, um, about what that means, what that looks like, and where our hearts are. And, and um, you know, but I do just want to say, isn't it amazing to, uh, to hear Bill and Judy share from their hearts. You know, I've heard their names for years, you know, and so when I, when I, when I met them uh, the first time we came up to visit, Bill, Bill, you know, like he must do, it sounds like he does to everybody. He just found us in worship right there, um, that second row over there, and uh, Bill came and introduced himself to us, my Amy and I, our family, and meet quickly welcomed us, greeted us. And isn't it amazing to hear uh, from someone who's walked with the Lord so long and who says, the, the longer I walk with the Lord, the more simple it really is. It's just about loving Jesus, worshiping him. Isn't that good news? I, mean, I don't know about you, but like, I just don't do complicated very well. And, and I, I like it simple. And I'm thankful that 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 Jesus made it super simple. You know, it's deep. It's vast. It's infinite. He's, he's infinite. He's eternal. We'll never, we're never gonna, we're never gonna find the end of him. That, that's the amazing thing, right? But it's not complicated. It's simple, but deep. And I think what religion does is it makes it shallow and complicated. It's so funny, isn't it? It's like we go deep on the wrong end when it's in our hands. We're gonna make it as hard and as complicated as it can possibly be, but it's not that deep. That's, <laughs> and, uh, and, but when it's, when it, when you, when it's the Lord's way, man, it's so simple and yet there's no end. And, and, and the, the longer you go, the more undone you really become, the more thankful, the more surrendered. That's, that's God's desire for us. And, and so I, I have a, you'll probably hear me say it from time to time, but I, there's something I say for myself. When it, when it starts to get complicated, you probably have religion. <laughs> somewhere you started striving. Somewhere you started worrying. Somewhere you've taken something, some part of your life into your hand and, and begin to worry about it and try to control it. You know what I mean? And it's frustrating because you can't. <laughs> That's why it's so frustrating. And, you know, and then you just remember, like, this is what Jesus promised me. He said, if I try to save my life, if I try to cling to it, if I try to hold on to it, I lose it. And that's what's frustrating. The harder I try, the more it seems that it just kind of, it's like grasping sand, you know? It just kind of runs through your, your fingers the tighter you, you ground it. But then, but when you, you surrender, all of a sudden you find yourself with David, like what David said. He said, he pulled me out and he set me high upon a rock. 
Wow, when I give up, all of a sudden it gets easy and simple. Maybe not always easy, but simple for sure. And the more we can trust, the easier it becomes. And so um, we're going to open today to uh, the book of John, chapter 4. You guys, I was, side note, I was, I was up last night just thinking about today with the Lord. And um, I also had a Brownsville revival video on. I found like a four-hour, I just turned on this glory service just because I love any time that I can see the glory of God coming in service. So it was like a 40-minute. Well, that went over. I spent some time there and um, just joined the Brownsville revival for a little bit in my living room. And then it switched over to like this four-hour documentary, and they were interviewing everybody just telling all about what God did, Pastor Kilpatrick and Little Cooley, the worship leader, and all the people involved. And, um, oh, just it just stirs your hunger, doesn't it? And, um, and John got to the place where he had a big church, and he had no stress, everything was going well. But he said God had touched his heart in such a way that he said, I, you got to do something, Lord. Like, he just got so, so desperate. And, and in many ways, he had a dream ministry. Anybody who would look would say, here at the height of, it's amazing. God's here. People, you know, but, and so it just stirs hunger. I like to, I like to taste. I like to feast where, where it stirs my hunger for the Lord, you know, because it's the greatest gift. Because how much of him that I can know and experience really has nothing to do with how much I have experienced. It has everything to do with whether or not I'm still hungry. And, and uh, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes we, we arrive. We've all done it. You know, I know I've done it. Where it's like, wait, wait, wait. What, what happened here? I've plateaued? Like, have I I've settled a little? Wait, why would I settle? The cloud's moving. I'm following. And, um, and, and so that's what we want to do. But let's, let's read this verse today. Uh, John 4, <clears throat> 31 to 38. Um, meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, to Jesus, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you don't know about. Oh. Uh, so the disciples were saying to one another, <laughs> you can just eat some of that food right now as we're going here. Um, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. They are white for harvest. Already he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for life eternal. So that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. Powerful. So that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. Sometimes you see the one reaping and you think, well, they got it. They're the one. But it's the one who sowed is an equal part. The one who plowed, the one who watered, the one who sowed. Right? And the one who harvests, we all rejoice together. So already he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life. So that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this case, the saying is true. One sows, another reaps. I sent you to reap. That for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered in to their labor. <laughs> Isn't it powerful? I was just thinking this morning, I was, I, I'm very aware of this. I was sitting on the front 
on the front uh, uh, row there. And um, I've just been thinking, wow, I'm entering in to the labor of the Lord. Here, as I come, as I join here, as, as we take the role of senior pastor here at Mountain Chapel, I'm aware of something. That I, I'm not showing up to start something. Something's happening. Something's been happening. Something is happening. And, it, and it's not me. It's God. 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 I, Sherry told me in the lobby, she, she said, you need to know there is a river that is flowing up here where people worship. I'm like, yeah, that's good to know. <laughs> And I believe that. And I think, well, sometimes we think, well, that's Christian analogy. No, it's actually real. There's a river in this place. It's the river of God. It's flowing. You get refreshed. You can get a drink. You know. And so I was thinking about this today. I'm thinking, wow, you know, I'm not asking God to enter into something with me. I've been invited by God to enter into something with him. And I think that's important to realize as we all go forward, we we are invited into something by God. And and so sometimes we get to we get to reap where others have sown. You know, we go out, you know, we, we've had times out on the streets, whether it be a mission trip or, or or different, you know, just out of the street sharing Christ with people. And sometimes you walk up to somebody and you get to lead them to the Lord right there on the spot. Well, you know, but what's amazing is that somebody had told them before. Somebody has been praying for them. Somebody's been laboring and I got to harvest. Other times you're working with somebody, you know, in the workplace, you're sharing, you're sharing. Maybe they move on, they move somewhere else. But you know what? Your, your labor is fruitful. The seeds are growing. Someone is going to get to harvest. And so some... So we can enter into the labor of others. And I'm, I was actually thinking in terms of um, the Lord gave me an analogy of a relay race. I was thinking about us taking up, taking the baton here. And uh, so I began to study a little bit about relay race. I've done some running, but I've never done relay racing in track or anything. And, and so I began to read about the handoff, the passing of the baton and and. It's pretty powerful, actually, when you really begin to look at uh, the strategy involved and that everyone has their place. It's very important that no one tries to do the other person's part. That makes sense. But 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 you're actually trusting those who have gone before you. And then and then you're you're cheering for those who are going on ahead. And and actually, my crown you know, and the Bible says, you know, in Hebrews 12, it talks about how we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Right. They've gone before us and they're like cheering us on. The idea is, is that they're actually cheering us on because us crossing the finish line has a lot to do with them getting their crown. Getting their fruit, the fruit of their labor. That's what the great cloud is doing. They're, they're going, we pass the baton. Run. Run and they're cheering. They're going run, and and because do you realize that their fruit is still increasing as we run? Isn't that amazing. Like you know, you know, sometimes I think we think we're just gonna get like what I directly was involved in. But you led someone to the Lord. Like I can't imagine the Dairy Berries legacy. 
Because you know what? They and you, us, you guys, even if you've known them for how long, even you cannot see the vastness of that tree. You don't know how many times it has split off. You know, you, you lead this person to the Lord. Well, how many do they lead? How many do each of them lead? And you don't, you don't know how many people have been asked over out for a meal and felt the love that they gave to somebody else. And so, but, but eternity is the place where all that is quantified. Eternity is the place where there's the reaping and there's the celebration. And so they're cheering. And, and this is what's happening here. I, I'm receiving a baton from Cameron. Somebody passed it to him. He's passing it to me. I began to, to, to read about the track and about the handoff. And, and uh, it's really interesting. I think you're going to find it pretty, pretty, uh, pretty powerful, actually. Each runner, say you have a four, like, a, like the four by 100. Each, each runner runs, runs 100 meters, right? And so the way it works is someone's at the starting blocks. And then there's what's called exchange zones. Handoff points around the track. And the runners are placed and the coach of that team has chosen specific runners for each place. The guy who's starting was chosen by the coach because he was the best one to start it. And then there's different strategies that different coaches would have. You want your, sometimes you want your fastest runner. Most often they would put the, fa- the fastest runner. And we're a long way from the last leg, Right? Right? I don't know, we're somewhere in the middle. I don't know, but 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 there's a there, God has a lot to do here in Weaverville, here at Mountain Chapel, and and um, and so they would put the fastest runner often. I was watching this this Jamaican runner guy is so fast. Anyway, it's it's literally like supernatural it seems. But um, they said the record couldn't be broken, and then he broke it, and then he broke it again, and then he broke it again, and it was it's just unreal, and. Um, a quarter mile in about nine and a half seconds. I know, just side note. It's amazing. But anyway, so you put the fastest runner toward the end because the fastest runner is the only one that really gets to run all out. Because he's, he's just crossing the finish. He doesn't have to worry about passing the baton. But everyone else is passing the baton and, and taking it, catching it. And so, and so what happens is there's a place on the track called the exchange zone. And I don't know how long it is. But because they're running and they don't want to lose momentum in the race, there's a space on the track in this exchange zone where both they call it the the uh, the incoming runner, the guy, the, the guy before and the outgoing runner. But there's a, a place in the exchange zone where both runners are running together. They're both running. And and so what happens is. The, the runner is waiting for the baton. He's looking back. Or she. And, and so as they get to a certain place on the track, this runner begins to take off and run. And they begin to match pace. So they can hand off. Seamless. Without losing momentum. Hopefully to gain some. That's the goal. Because with each leg, they want to gain. A distance. And it's amazing when you watch a champion team do it. Because it's like every time they hand it, it's like... And by the end, they're just way out in front. And um, this is a side note, too. I was thinking, do you know that, like, the fastest mile that anybody can run, I think I've, I think I've looked at this right, the fastest mile that, that anybody can run is, like, it's just under a four-minute mile, which is completely supernatural. 
But a four-man relay team runs about a mile. It's, it's, it's just barely short of a quarter mile, 100 meters. So a four-man relay team runs, each one runs a quarter mile. So they run a total of a mile in like two and a half minutes. Isn't that amazing? Because one person cannot run at that speed for a mile. Anyway, it's just amazing. It's just such a picture of that when we run together and when each does their part. You know, the Bible, it talks about how uh, one could put a thousand to flight, two could put ten thousand. David's mighty men. And so there's this multiplication that comes comes to the body when we are in unity. But and then and then there's the handoff in this exchange zone. So so the the incoming runner, they he has a role or she in this place is Cameron. And and so and so they uh, they have a couple kinds of hands off handoffs. One is nonverbal, one is verbal. But in a verbal handoff, they'll let him know they'll say hand. And so that tells the outgoing runner that at this point they see him coming. They're running at that point. They're not going to look back anymore because when they're waiting, the feet are facing toward the finish line. The body is just slightly turned, so they're ready to receive. And when they start running, they don't look back anymore. Now you're trusting the voice of the one behind you to say, hand, or they say, stick. There's a couple different ways, depending on the team, how they like to do it. But the person receiving the baton, their job is to have their hand in position and not move it. They are receiving something. They're being handed something. And they need it up high so that it's easy. So they're not trying to hand it down here. They can make the connection. So they've got their hand up high. They're running. And it's, it's, the, it's the incoming runner's job or role to nail that hand. To hand off well. Boom. It's powerful, isn't it? Now, when it can get messed up is when, is when the outgoing runner begins to tried to, to do the job of the incoming runner. In other words, fishing for the baton. Where's it at? Where's it at? Not trusting. Not trusting your teammate, the one who is, is coming in and handing off. And so don't you see the powerful analogy here of trust? It's like, I'm going to trust that you have run your leg well. We know that you have. And that I'm not going to fish. I'm not going to strive. I'm not going to worry. I'm just going to rest. And as I begin to run, we're running together. And so Mountain Chapel, where we are right now, is that we are beginning. We've just entered the exchange zone. And, and so from now until June, it sounds like late you know, June, um, Cameron, Cameron and I are running together. Cameron has the baton, but we're running together. And, and we're pacing. And so from this point, as we move forward, there's going to be a lot of that. I'm going to be making my way up here to um, connect with Cameron. We're going to spend more time together. Um, uh, we enjoy that. So that's cool. That's easy. I enjoy hanging out with Cameron. We connect super easy, which I've always thought we have. Like even when I came up to ropes, I thought we clicked right away. And and um, and so it's exciting. We're we're we are really excited about moving forward with you all and what God is doing. And, and we believe that there's increase. 
you know, it's important that each runner has a value for the other runners and their leg of the race. Does that make sense? So nobody wins a relay. Do you understand? Like on a relay team, it's not about me. And in the kingdom, what we all run together for the glory of the Lord, don't we? So we run together. We run our race. I like what Paul said. He said, let us to run the race that is set before me. And, you know, like when we when we come, we're like, this is how we've lived our lives. And and all of you as well. You know, how do you know when when you when you follow Christ, it's like Jesus with the disciples. He says, follow me. They left their nets and they followed him. They didn't really get to decide where they were going. They just got to decide whether they were going to follow or not. You know, what I'm saying, where are you going, Jesus? Well, if you follow me, you'll find out. And if you don't, you won't know. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, and, uh, and, um, you know, and so that's, that's how we, you know, we've lived our lives that way. And this, that's how we see this transition. We know we've heard from the Lord. And, and, and we're excited to follow Jesus in this next leg of the race with you all. Meanwhile, with a deep value and a deep honor for all of you, like we're entering into something with you. Something that's been going on for a long time and something that is in the heart of God to increase with time as well, as it has. You know, and if you looked at each runner, it's funny, I was in Sports LTD down in Reading. You guys know that store? If you like outdoors or any kind of outdoor sports, it's like Disneyland. But, but, uh, but, uh, I was in there buying some shoes the other day. I met a guy named Derek. I've met him before, but he and I were talking. And come to find out, he's a, he's a believer. He's on the board of a church in town. And I thought there was something about him. You know how you can pick that up. And um, ended up praying for him, too. He'd, he'd taken a fall trail running, and his hand had never gotten better. And the Lord healed him. And uh, I said, yay, God. But, um, but he began to tell me, I still can't pronounce that pastor's name, the, the Fauzi Arzuni. So he goes, I said, what other churches have you gone to in town? And he goes, well, I went up to, to the assembly church in Weaverville for a time. And when Fauzi Arzuni, wow, that's good. And, and, and he was telling about how that man had greatly impacted him. And I said, that's amazing, man. We're actually moving up there. He goes, oh, are you taking a position? He said, yeah, we're actually going to be the new senior pastors there at Mountain Chapel. Isn't that funny? Like little things along the way that just seem, it's like God just markers. You know what I mean? God's just, just little things. There have been a lot of those. <clears throat> and so just to acknowledge, you know, I was thinking about how it, it's so true um, what was said earlier, that transition is everywhere right now, you guys. So just, just so you, I think you can all feel that. But, you know, it's not just the dairy berries. It's not. It's, it's literally everything. And everywhere you go in the body of Christ, you can feel it. It's like every God is God is. He, he is who you feel the Holy Spirit. God is positioning his people for this next wave. And I'm telling you, he. He wants to surpass. He's getting ready to surpass anything we've ever seen. And it's not something that we can we can hype up or work up. But I love listening to Pastor Kilpatrick talk about that revival because he literally even had a bad attitude 
on, on Father's Day 1995. He was irritated with Steve Hill. He thought he'd say, he thought he'd promised to pray for people way too many times and he didn't really get to preaching. He was like irritated with Steve. He had a bad attitude. He was burnt out. He just wanted to go home. He is so cool to hear him talk about it. But I love this about God because it shows you that he didn't have to be having his best day. You know, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have his best coffee in the morning and had that extra pep in his step. It was like a hard day. And yet that was the day that the outpouring of the spirit came. He said he, 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 he was walking up, I think, to close the service. And said God hit him. He ended up on the platform. So he felt like he weighed 10,000 pounds. He couldn't lift his head up. Because his, and he said his neck was sore for days because he kept trying to lift his head up. But the power of God was on him too strong. They ended up going to 4 p.m. Not because they were trying to stretch the service out, because they couldn't leave. You know, there's a difference. You know what I mean? There's a big difference. And, and, so, and so they ended up going to 4 p.m., went home for like an hour or so, came back. And the revival kept going, and they were there until like 5 a.m. the next morning. Doesn't it just excite you to see what God can do? <clears throat> You know, one thing I would say just to acknowledge is that, um, you know, transition is not comfortable for most people. Even if it's awesome. Like, even if you're, I'm not saying it's miserable. No, you know what I mean? That's not what I mean, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like I like to run, right? I like to go for a run. Running's not comfortable, but I enjoy it. And, and, and transition is that it's not, what I'm even not comfortable is it's not cozy because cozy is is when when you you, you get into a, a way of life and we have seasons of our life that way uh, they're like that don't we where it's like for a while it's it's the same and it's it's kind of, I mean you keep going deeper with God and things keep expanding but you've got you're on a course and you're like and you've got a momentum you know but transition you still have momentum but it feels a little different and I attribute it a little bit like to um, like uh, springtime in Northern California, which I, 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 I love Northern California. I'm Californian through and through. But I love all seasons. You know, they go like, oh, I don't like summer. I don't like winter. I'm like, I like them all. I just like them when they're, when they're supposed to happen. Like when winter's coming, I'm like, I love winter. When, when summer's coming, I love summer. I love the heat. I love it all. I love it when it's supposed to be there. I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? And then there always comes a space toward the end of each season where you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for winter. Or I'm ready, ready for fall. You know, you know, I don't know if you guys, it's like a little about 10 degrees cooler up here, right? But it's, you still get hot, right? And, um, and so, um, but I love, I particularly love this time of year because of the turbulence of the weather. I actually love that. But now, if you're looking to be able to plan on the weather, to, to be outside and have outdoor, outdoor activities, th- this time of year could be a bit frustrating, couldn't it? Because you're like, it looks like it's going to be good weather. Oh, surprise, it's hailing. <laughs> Who said that was going to happen? Nobody knew. The weatherman doesn't have it. They're just doing their best. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're just doing their best this time of year. It's going to snow. No. It's going to be sunny. It hails. Like... But, but I actually love this time of year because this is the time of year you get the most beautiful weather, right? I love the days when it's like 
black on one side, sunshine on the other, hails falling in the middle, and rainbows are everywhere. You know, it's just like, I love those days. I do. I always have. Because to me, it like, it testifies of God to me. His, his beauty, His power, he's, he, He's comfortable in all circumstances, in all situations. And, and, and so, if I'm trying to make that season a steady season, a season that I can count on the weather, it's so frustrating. But when I embrace that season for what it is, I can behold a lot of beauty. And I, and I believe that that's the season that spiritually we are in, you guys, as we begin to move forward, that, that, there, that, that we're all on a journey together. And that if we and and as we journey that way, we can behold a lot of beauty together. You know, and 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 the the joy and the comfort that we so desire doesn't really come from routine anyway, does it? It comes from the presence of the Lord, and it comes from our community of people. You know. You know the the two greatest commandments are to love the Lord your God. With everything you got. And your neighbor is yourself. Right? Jesus boiled it down to that. And what I found out is, you know, Jesus knows what he's talking about. Because no matter what's happening around me, those two things bring fulfillment. Those two things are what causes my life to overflow. As far as needs go, to survive, you just need God. But if you want to thrive, you need God first and his people. I love what uh, a man said once. He said, when we came to Christ, we chose Jesus and we got each other. (laughs) And sometimes we're more aware of that than others, aren't we? And 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 but, you know, but that's family, isn't it? You don't choose who your brother is, who your sister is. You have kids. You don't know if that kid's going to you don't know if you're going to have a son or a daughter or what they're going to look like or what the personality. God chooses all that. I just choose to have kids. And when we come into the family of God, that's what happens. We got each other, right? But as we journey together, there's great days ahead. And uh, we've got plenty of time to talk about that, about talk about dreams and visions and what God is saying. And the next leg of this race. And, and But right now we're in the exchange zone. And so I want to acknowledge that for all of us and, 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 and say, really, guys, let's run together. Let's run together. Let's enjoy. Let's embrace the beauty of this season. Let's let's see the rainbows, the promises. <laughs> let's 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 enjoy the clouds that bring the rain we need and the sunshine that's shining at the same time. And and if there's hail, just embrace it for what it is and, and rain because it all comes from God. And he's the one we're trusting, isn't he? You know, and and so. Uh, <laughs> Yay, God. And, and, and I want to close with this. How can we partner together today? I actually have a prophetic, something prophetic that I want to release for us. And, and, um, and I believe that it is significant for us in this time as we move forward. That at the beginning of this year in September, the Lord spoke to me. And, um, you know, when God speaks to you and it's like God speaks to you every day, doesn't he? But but, you know, like sometimes he speaks to you and it's like almost audible. Like, you know what I'm saying? And um, and so I, I heard this phrase from the Lord 
and he and he said also sometimes just the way God talks. You're like nobody talks like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he says he said uh, he said the night season belongs to the Lord. The dream realm belongs to the Lord. And so then we begin to have a season of dreams. How many have been dreaming in the last five months, like more than ever? I'm just like since September, August, even. Go ahead, raise your hand real high. Let me, look, look around the room. There's quite a few people. What I've found is that each new season of my life is marked with This is just my life. This is how God works with me. But I have seasons of dreams. I, I wish I could just have them every night because I love dreams. I love God, God dreams. But, but what happens is sometimes you, you have one, but I enter into these seasons of dreams. And, and, and we've had one of those again recently because we're in another transition. Well, I thought, I'm going to test this out and see who else. So my students in, in, in uh, BSSM, where I'm a revival group pastor for the past eight years. Um, and uh, so I, I released that prophetic word to them and realized, wow, the dreams began to increase. And they start, then I started hearing these amazing testimonies, like experiences. Students were actually having leaders, different leaders, pastors. Often it was their pastor in the school come to them in a dream and say something to them significant amazing sometimes dreams are prophetic symbolic but sometimes it's an experience where god speaks to you and so i i asked the question on our facebook page i said who's having leaders come to you uh, uh, in your dreams or significant people god's using people in your dreams to come to you and speak to you i was amazed at all it's so like unique of a testimony all these students of mine started to to testify one girl i came out and i ran into you in a divine appointment she goes i had a dream about you last night i said oh she goes yeah you said two things that we were having a conversation and you said two things and i can't remember what they were and i said mom well the lord's doing something and um and then i just had that check of like no i think we need to sit down and talk so do you want to go talk she said yes so i had an open space in my schedule we went in our office we met at the end of the time at the end of our time together I said something. I actually can't even remember what it was today. And she said, that's what you said in the dream. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make me spiritual. That makes God spiritual. I mean, I didn't even know what I was, you know, so like, and, uh, and so um, I say that to point out that I love how, like, in a time of change, God always gives us more than enough. Like, he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sure that you know I'm speaking. I'm going to give you dreams. I'm going to bring people to, to prophesy. I'm going to confirm it here. I'm going, to have, I'm going to have the guy in Sports LTD just say a little thing that could be a coincidence, but you know it's not. And, um, and so would you stand up today? And, 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 and so I, I released that because I believe that the Lord is wrapping us up together in one mind and in one purpose. Continually, you know, in many ways, you guys, you guys have all been there, but uh, I'm entering in now as well. And God is moving. You know, unity is the work of the spirit. And when we let him have his way, that's what happens. And so. Um, and actually, I just thought to mention um, earlier 
today, you know, Cameron released that word about the shoulder. That was such a powerful word. And uh, people were touched. And I just feel like if there, if your necks are, if you have a stiff neck or a crinked neck or pains in your body, I, I, I actually meant to highlight that. I felt like the Lord, wouldn't, without going after healing today, like God's going after healing. And so you, you just check your bodies out today and give a testimony, you know, come tell somebody what the Lord does for you. But, um, but let's just agree together. I know one thing. We all want God to have his way. Right? Like, I, I, don't, I don't have a way that I'm invested in. Except for his. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His way works really good. It's, it's not like my way. It's very different. But as we walk, his way becomes our way. We, we just get better at surrendering. He teaches us, you know, he leads us in that way. And so, Father, today we come, we stand before you as, as the body of Mountain Chapel, Weaverville. <laughs> what a gift, what a special place. God, I, I know that your heart is bursting Ugh, about today, about the legacy, about the last 10 years. You know, each runner has run their legs so well. And not one has been like the other. Not one has been like the other. Not one has duplicated or tried to emulate the last. But, but each leader that I know about, and I've heard testimonies of each, now even going way back. And so, God, we know that you, you, know, you know who to put where. And so we celebrate that, Lord. We thank you. And uh, we ask you, God, I pray for grace today for every heart. I pray for comfort for every soul. God, that, that we can rest in you knowing that you are leading us. Uh, yeah, and even right now, why don't you just go ahead and breathe, just take a good drink of the Spirit of God. Uh, I just saw him releasing great peace. And at the same time, the dreams which are God's going to begin to speak to us more and more about the future. You know, we each see in part, we know in part, we prophesy in part. But when we're together, you know what happens? We, we get a fuller picture of what God is doing. You know, we know there's a river up here in the front. <laughs> we know that God is moving. And, and so why don't we just, can we just worship him together? Just, you know, just let your own expression out. And Lord, we love you. We love you. God, we thank you for your great grace in this exchange zone. God, that momentum would even increase as we run together. As we run together, that momentum would increase. We thank you. And Lord, I thank you that you're a good shepherd. You know, you know how to look after each one. That you know how to tend to every heart. You're the one who leaves 99 and goes after even the one. And, and because... Because the one is the 99. All the 99 are the one. And, and you know that. And so, so, Lord, we thank you today that, God, every heart, every, every soul will be touched today by your presence. And, Lord, we thank you for the seas of dreams that's been released. God, I thank you and I declare that over us. Not, and it, it doesn't just apply. There's a grace word here to, to hear from the Lord, not just in the night season. But, but I just want to release the word of the Lord, what he said to me, that, the night season belongs to the Lord. 
the dream realm belongs to the Lord. And I also just thought to say, if, if you've been having dreams that uh, where you've been harassed at all, um, you know what? I, I didn't ask anybody to raise a hand, but I saw somebody raise a hand. So why don't we do that? Just, you know, you don't have to look around or anything, but just raise your hand if that applies to you. You've been having dreams in the night. Yeah. You know what? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Someone's just been exposed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the bully. You're like, oh, you must be worried. Well, and so, but right now we take authority in the name of Jesus and we say, your, your night season belongs to the Lord. Amen. The dream realm belongs to the Lord. And, and we cut off. These kinds of things in the name of Jesus, any kind of dream that's not from God, disturbed sleep patterns, dreams that are not from the Lord. We 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 take authority over those things in the name of Jesus and we declare that you're covered in Jesus name. I'm going to hand it over to Cameron, but I want to tell you, my spiritual father, Michael Exline, years ago, he was a prophet, not a famous man. But well known by those who knew him. And uh, he loved me. He loved me very well. He he poured into my life. He's my first spiritual father. I've had a, a, quite a few since. Um, but he used to pray this prayer. He said he would go to bed. No one ever taught him this, but he said, "Lord, I pray you'd send an angel to put a hand over the gateway to my mind." You know, you know, like you hear somebody pray, and you're like, "Is that even legal? Can you really? Is that uh, is that a thing? You know what I mean?" And uh, and uh, and so he'd pray it every night for his dreams. He'd pray it for his girls. One night he was one day he was away at a men's retreat with a friend. They were in a cabin. <laughs> so cool. I love it. His friend wakes up in the middle of the night. Michael. Michael, wake up. He's like, What is it? I'm sleeping. And he's like, There's a man with his hand on your forehead. Oh. Michael, this is his response. I know I prayed for him to be there. And he goes back to sleep. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So bless you guys. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your invitation. I look forward to, to getting to know more of you and running together. Thank you. So good. So good. We got good, good times coming, huh? So good. Um, just to kind of give a little bit more window into you guys can sit down i'm gonna excuse you in just a second but don't want you to feel like you got to stay standing you can stay standing if you want um we're uh, the transition over the next few months is going to we're really um figuring it out it's fluid um but one thing i'll encourage you to do is as you as you see opportunity and have opportunity some of which you will just be able to take some of which will encourage you um connect connect with these guys and um their their family both of them and and um they they both work still and so they're not going to be here all the time we're not technically starting this yet but we are in that that's a, such a great analogy um feels like oh yeah, that's totally what we're doing and um in that exchange season and so um anytime they're here connect with them um and then there will be a time we'll kind of open up um, when we, him and I talk about it, if you're in Reading and you guys can connect, we can't all, obviously all expect because they're full time down there. But um, we're going to start trying to give you guys those opportunities to start start connecting. So um, anyway, just yeah, keep praying into it and 
and pray for us to have a good baton handing um, and uh, for him not to swipe in the air and for me to get a good delivery, have trust in each other. And um, I, I'll tell you, though, my I'm sitting here. My heart was smiling this morning, uh, just listening to you. And um, there is a there is a bit of like um, shepherd and sheep thing, not to call you sheep, but um I say that in love, like, you know, I've fallen in love with this place. So and, and with you guys, so handing over the the um, the staff to somebody else to to look after and to make sure they're safe and all of that stuff is like, OK. And so I was just sitting there and my heart was just smiling this morning and seeing your heart. And anyway, just I'm excited. So let's pray and then we'll go. Lord, we, again, we just thank you. We love you. We bless you in this place. We're so excited. Um, we can't really see around the corner, but we know it's good. And uh, so we just we give this transition time to you. We give this exchange zone to you and uh, help us to trust, help us to to lean into you. Um, and we just open uh, our hearts and minds to what you have for this season for all of us, and uh, especially for, for Mountain Chapel as a whole and, and the Rice family. Bless you, Lord. We love you. Amen. Amen. Amen.